Welcome to The Power of Synergy on BBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. What is synergy? It's what people create when they come together with other people. Humans are powerful beings when they're alone, but the things we can do when we come together are even more powerful. Our potential is infinite for the simple reason that, as souls, we have a body, a mind, a heart, and a spirit. When those four things come together, working together with the same focus and intention, they're dynamic. But the literal definition of synergy is the interaction or cooperation of two or more substances or entities to produce a combined effort greater than the sum of their separate effects. What does that even mean in a practical sense? Well, there's a popular expression, the total is worth more than the sum of its parts. And that is especially true about people. Humans become exponentially more powerful when they're united in thought and intention and volition. Because everything that they're thinking and feeling at all times will affect the other person. And their mutual energy intensifies. So my show is about becoming more potentially powerful personally powerful and mindfully proactive, both when we're alone and when we are with others. So today we're going to be opening up the lines to listeners at the beginning of the show because there are going to be many different topics covered, and no doubt there will be many different questions and opinions and comments that people will want to make. So the direct number here is 888-627-6008. Now the show today is about how our attitude is the source of our behavior and how our behavior affects others. Very simple, very basic. Sometimes we think, well, obviously, but it's not as obvious as you might think because more and more now people are told that if they learn how to be unaffected by the things that other people do and say, it means they're healthy, so they'll be happier and more successful. Don't let other people affect you. Well, that's a lie for the simple reason that humans are built to affect and be affected by other people. We're not like animals. I was recently in a situation where there was very negative behavior, both on the part of the staff and the residents. I was in a facility for homeless people, and, yeah, the negativity was pretty intense. Now, staying at a shelter for homeless and abused women gave me the opportunity to show sincerely challenged people how to take a stand for what's right. They had more power than they thought, especially when they used it in a positive way. But there were some issues that repeatedly came up. One of the very common repeated responses on the part of the staff when the residents brought issues and problems to their attention was, that's not my problem. A cop-out of the staff is weakness and incompetence. A lot of the people who worked there, they just didn't want to deal with different issues. Sometimes they genuinely were not qualified to deal with that particular topic, that particular problem that one of the residents had. So there were different ways that they could pass the buck and say, I don't have to deal with that. I'm either not paid to or it's not in my job description or sometimes just point blank, I really don't care about you. Personally, it's just not something I'm focused on or interested in. Okay, so that's pretty bad. That's pretty heartbreaking when we're talking about people 
who are in an especially vulnerable condition and situation. They need help, a very specific kind of help. And they were reaching out to people that they trusted, that they were hoping would be not only willing, but able to give them the help they needed. Because obviously, you would assume if, you know, people are working in this facility, they would be able to do the job that that facility demanded. There's different kinds of needs. Sometimes, again, there's a physical, sometimes it's the emotional, sometimes it's the social. Well, yeah, sometimes it's a combination of all three of those, and especially if you're living in a place where other people are having the same problems, the feeling can be very negative, and it can continue to intensify as those people spent time together. So the authority figures and the help, paid help, should be more able, qualified, and willing to deal with those problems. Well, you know what? Okay, let's just say it's not my problem. It's basically a cop-out when someone is either weak or incompetent you know what, if they really did know how to do their job, there's a fulfillment that comes from not only doing your job, but doing it well. That success is motivation. Even if you weren't necessarily getting paid by someone or a corporation or, yeah, the acknowledgement of a job title, there's still a personal satisfaction that comes from being able to say, yeah, I made someone else's life better. We do care about what other people need, and we do care about helping them fundamentally, really at heart, no pun intended, we do want to make people's lives better. Well, let's just talk about then the social dynamics between people. Well, we live in a country and a period in history where a lot of times uh, actions really don't have consequences because the elements, the, the common philosophy of people in this day and age is, it's my right. I have a right, and my rights are more important than yours. Or sometimes it's, I'm not going to do what I need to do until I have what I want first, and then I'll decide if I want to accept responsibility for the decisions that I've made, for the actions that I've taken. Well, then a person can say, it's my right not to accept the consequences not to take responsibility for what I've done because I really just don't want to. (laughs) Well, who's going to make you? Who's going to force you to? We live in a a country, again, the United States. Not all of my listeners are in the United States, but I'm referring to the United States that the, the belief and value system is you can't make me do anything because I have freedom. And freedom is absolute and it's extreme. Well, you know what? Even when you get everything that you want and you um, exert your own thoughts and feelings, your own volition to carry out all of those things that you want, you know what? You still don't feel very good if you know that you're hurting other people because, again, we do care about people. We are built to care about other people. And there's the accountability you know what, maybe not on paper, maybe not legally, maybe not in a pragmatic way, but you know what, we still have an accountability to other people because our relationship is affected. When we interact with people, how we continue to interact, how it ends up, how it turns out, 
is going to have that consequence and we will be accountable in one way or another the next time we come together. Well, you know, you can say, I never want to be be with you again. I never want to come together with you again. But you know what? Sometimes life doesn't really care. (laughs) It has a mind of its own. Time and unforeseen occurrences, circumstances, you can't always control those things. And, well, yeah, there's a certain prepared energy. We have to have that, that willingness to say there are going to be times when even if I don't want this to happen, it still could potentially happen. What are you going to say? What are you going to do in that situation where you weren't thinking necessarily long-term about how what you said and did was going to affect someone or something else in the long run? Yeah, you know what? Negative actions, they will have consequences. Now, some people, again, when we're talking about energy and actions... Well, some people say it's better to not do anything. You know what? Inertia, I'm being neutral. I'm, I'm not taking a side on necessarily the issue or I'm not taking action that could have negative consequences. But again, when we're talking about humanity, when we're talking about relationships and interaction, inertia, um, inactivity is actually negative. There is no neutral energy. If you are not doing and being positive things, you by default have then selected negativity. How much do you really think about the energy behind what you do, even if that choice is to do nothing? How aware are you of how much other people's lack of action affects you? It could affect you in ways that you don't necessarily think about because you know what, those, those aren't really things that life would require you to think about. And if it's not necessarily your personality to care about things naturally like that, well, someone would need to call it to your attention. Would you be willing to say, it doesn't matter if no one and no thing in my life is going to make me pay a consequence. Yeah, I'm affected. Other people are affected. My energy It's not as positive as it could potentially be. Maybe I should take a look at that and take action to change. Be more mindful. Be aware of how much is my energy positive? How much is it negative? How much is it uh, neutral? Without you necessarily knowing it. Well, the really nice thing that I've always been told is the good and conquer evil. Positive is more powerful than negative. Again, our energy is contagious, and people want to be happy. They want the same from you. They want you to be happy. When you are in a bad mood, they can feel it, even if you don't interact with them, and they care about you being in a bad mood. They would much prefer that you be in a good mood. There are times when maybe you go into an establishment and an employee has an attitude problem. They might be just irritated about something that happened with someone else and they it's time for my break. And If you make a joke or if you compliment them, that immediately subdues them. And then, you know, they respond in kind and say, yeah, you know, I, I really like that or 
Yeah, I didn't necessarily know that that was the the case. But is that what you saw in our store or in our restaurant? Then you can start a conversation. That positive energy is vital to the continued interaction. And that other person, after having that interaction with you and that energy exchange, they will continue to carry the positive energy because positive is more powerful than negative. So let's just review this again. There is no neutral energy always positive or negative and we're very affected by other people and most importantly positive will conquer negative it will always win okay so keeping that in mind sometimes there are just going to be things in life that generate conflict because we have differences differences of opinion differences in priorities different value systems. And that's good because with our different personalities, we're all going to be focused on different things. We're going to prioritize different things. That's how different things get done. Okay, well, that means we've got to work together. We've got to cooperate. <laughs> we really have to be able to say, we're just going to disagree. I hate that expression, agree to disagree. But there is some merit to that. One of the things that I've always liked to tell my husband Okay, we're at an impasse here. We disagree. I was going to agree to disagree. Well, I told him there was a, a sort of a get out of jail free card. What in the world can we say as a, all right, this is our last ditch effort to at least create peace in spite of our differences? Well, Sometimes people say, I'm sorry, when they're not really sorry. And I've always been very irritated when people did that because it's almost like they're placating me and they're patronizing me. That was an insult. I said, don't say you're sorry when you're not really sorry. Well, there was one time when my husband just said, well, I just, I want this to go away. I want the problem to stop being a problem. And I said, okay, so let's just say there's two facets to this conflict that we're having, this disagreement that we're having, there's the fact that you genuinely do care about my feelings and my emotional well-being, but there's the actual topic, which is completely and totally separate from the issue that we're disagreeing about. How about if you say, I'm sorry that I'm not sorry, okay? Because, yeah, you do think that what you're doing is right, but you, you wish we could agree about that, so at least say, You care about the fact that what you're doing is hurting me, frustrating me, it's creating problems for us in some way. So at least if you said, I'm sorry that I'm not sorry, then that could still be that, okay, you care about me, but you're not going to change your mind. So I call that, I'm sorry once removed. And you know what? It actually did work because then I could say to him, yeah, I do feel like you care about my well-being, my emotional peace, my calmness, biochemically, my balance, right? My stability mentally. That's definitely more important than whatever it is that we're talking about as a topic, okay, the the subject, big picture, long-term, we are more important than this situation. Okay, well, this is a really important thing now, too. Once the situation has We'll say ended, right? You've come to terms with someone or some situation where you can say, okay, yes, I can definitely say this is the best that could possibly happen, or we made the best of it that we could. 
one of the biggest challenges that people face is holding on to it, holding on to a grudge. Okay, so when we're talking about that negative energy, negative energy is not so much a good thing, but that's better than not caring. If you are not caring, that means you've detached. You'd still need to stay connected and attached to your mind and heart, to your body. Well, it's it's an, a complete situation. It's an over-circumstance there are still going to be things that happen to your mind and body, your heart, if you don't get your own closure to it. It's very important for you to know what will give you that personal peace of mind. Sometimes if you stop talking about that subject, you think it's completely over. Well, sometimes it isn't inside of you. So being able to say, these are things that I need to do or be or give, right, not only to other people, for other people, but to myself, for myself. Yeah. And I'm going to have to do whatever needs to be done in order to get myself back into a high-quality state. It's very important to remember you always need to continue caring about yourself as well as other people. Now, women especially, this is very, very important to keep in mind. We have power of a different kind when it comes to men. Men do not affect us the way we affect them. So when we are negative around men, it's, it's very frustrating and overwhelming for them. So when we know that we have power to make men crazy, stop and say, is it really worth it to do that in this situation at this time? And in the event that you know what? We do need to keep talking about this. It is possible that something needs more closure, more resolution for you. It's absolutely vital that you keep in mind, still working with someone, that energy needs to be positive, saying, I don't care. Well, that's not true. That means that you've disconnected in some way and there is some negative energy behind it because, again, if it's not positive, it is, by default, negative. How much is it work to actually work with someone? Yeah, but what's the, the payoff? What's the ROI? Sometimes people don't think about how negative emotions are actually a very good thing. There are three main negative emotions that I explain to people. There's anxiety, and then there's fear, and then there's anger. Those are the three main ones that other negative emotions um, are a result of. And so when you're looking at the, the feelings that you're having, you, you need to be able to understand what caused that feeling, and then you will be able to deal with that, that source. Now, thinking about the three different emotions, there's anxiety, and then there's fear, and then there's anger. The difference is, is anxiety is your body and mind telling you that something could potentially go wrong. It's giving you a heads up saying, okay, uh, you need to deal with a situation. If you don't deal with a situation, it's going to turn into a problem. Anxiety is just kind of a little um, alarm system inside of us saying, you, you need to deal with this. I'm giving you a, 
a biochemical and a mental experience to get your attention. And then once you can see whatever was the cause of this trigger, you can deal with it and stop something worse from happening. That's a really great thing. Sometimes people don't like it because it's not a, a pleasant experience, but it is a vital and invaluable experience. It's, it's how we will be able to stop things from happening in the first place. Now, the second emotion is fear. Fear, unlike anxiety, you know what? There's different uh, things going on. It's a little bit more intense. <laughs> it's our body's way of telling us something is going wrong. The anxiety is something could potentially go wrong. Fear is it is going wrong. It's a very big deal. You need to take action right now. So the chemicals are more powerful. The thoughts are more intense and the feelings are more traumatic. There's a lot of things that people just trying to process that they're stopped from doing the things, taking the action that they would take if they were totally and completely calm. They still have the same information. They just don't have the same perspective and they're not in the same state, physical, mental, emotional state to take that action, to make those decisions, make choices in a situation where, you know what, fight or flight, kill or be killed, fear. And that's very, very important. But that means that a situation needs to be dealt with immediately. Okay, well, the third one, anger. How about anger? Anger is our body and heart and mind's way of saying something did go wrong. (laughs) The anxiety was it could. The fear is it is. And the anger is it did. Okay, now there are a lot of different things that happen to different people based on their personality when anger is occurring inside of them. Different people have different reactions to that anger. It's going to continue to force itself into your life. It's going to continue to affect everything you do until you deal with that situation, until the the issue has been resolved. How much of what you do when you're angry is just reactive to the feeling itself because you're not really looking at the problem, the cause, the source of the anger. Well, that's really important for you to be able to do because if you don't, if you ignore it or if you stifle it or if you deny it, it will rear its ugly head continually, repeatedly, just in different ways and at different times. Well, the key to all three of those emotions, managing them and actually maximizing the potential good that they could create for you in your life is know how to process the physical and emotional effects of the emotions, how really your mind is, is um, responding to those things and how your feeling about your feelings themselves. That's actually once removed. What is the cause of that? You need to take care of those biochemical experiences first. Take care of yourself. And then once you have restored yourself to a high quality state, then you can say, okay, 
Now, something could potentially happen or something is happening or something did happen. What and why? And I'm going to deal with this in a proactive and mindful and socially responsible way. I know now that I have the ability either to take care of this myself or I have the tools and resources to reach out to, to take advantage of those things, to use them in a mindful way with a positive attitude. Because again, it's not, there is no neutral energy. If you're indifferent, that's worse than being negative. As long as you're negative, you're still attached. You're still connected to your body and your heart and your mind. You just need to modify how it's manifesting itself. How many times have you said or done things that in the end you thought, oh, I wish I hadn't said or done that, but in all truth, it still meant that you cared. And it's okay to be able to say, I learned something from this situation and I learned something from my mistakes. And I might have taught someone else a lesson, making them a better person because, again, in the end, the communication is a deciding factor. How well are you going to connect with someone? Now, this is really important, too. It's kind of challenging. What's the difference between the topic and the issue and the actual problem? When there are times that it's, it's kind of hard to identify that, to specify what's just the topic as opposed to the issue, well, what's the real problem? Because let's say you have a a situation where someone has said or done something offensive to you. And you know what? They didn't have any right to do that. They didn't have any right to do, say, or, or be that. Okay, well, their action was the topic. Okay, but the issue is actually they're the a, a theme in your life that that brought up. Not just that one particular incident, but what it represents to you and what it has meant to you in other ways and at other times that, again, you never dealt, effectively dealt with in order to get the resolution. The problem, the real problem is you're not really sure how to communicate with people when they say or do things that upset you. That's the problem. The topic is what triggered it. The issue is what augmented it. The problem is the source. And if you have that discernment, the more and more and more you put forth the effort to define those things, to identify them, the easier it will be for you to say, what in a situation is the topic? What is the issue? And what is the actual problem? Okay, now <clears throat> this is where it gets really, really um, dangerous. A lot of times, simply when we feel like we can't deal with this, we don't know how to deal with it, and you know what? It would just be easier to pretend like it's not even going on. Let's just ignore it and move on to something else. Yeah, okay, that's really bad because <laughs> you're denying, that's denial, you are turning off a part of yourself. Every part of yourself is connected to another part. So 
when you disconnect from that. It's not just that one solitary thing that you're smothering or stifling or repressing. It's everything else that that one thing is connected to. Well, again, as humans, we're not like animals. We're very complex. When I was very young, my father and I were having a debate, right? And I I was getting very angry with him, and there were some things that he called me out on, and just to be defensive, and because I didn't feel like I was getting anywhere, I kind of just uh, sugar-coated and, and deflected, and, and then you know what? I flat-out lied about what was going on. And he said, oh, honey, be very careful. We we stopped talking about what we were talking about. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, lying is a very dangerous thing. I said, I'm not lying. Well, of course, I was lying. But he said, no, no, think about this now. When you lie to strangers, you're going to miss out on a lot of really great opportunities to have and be wonderful things. When you lie to friends and family, you're pushing them away, and that's going to end up making you alone. You're going to end up being alone. Yeah, nobody likes that. And you said that, you know what, when you lie to yourself, you start to believe your own lies, that means you're going to end up just, it's over for you. You don't even have yourself left when you believe your own lies. You don't even know what the truth is anymore. And I thought, okay, that was pretty heavy. (laughs) Lying to yourself. Well, that's what denial is. It's you lying to yourself and then believing that toxicity. You actually stop yourself from being successful because you cut off access to the things that can be your greatest resources and your greatest assets. What do we have the potential to be and to do and to have when we know that there are things that we have on different levels in different ways, then we still have that energy, that positive energy of optimism and saying, yeah, I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to go ahead and, and pursue a course proactively. The dynamics of denial is about self-preservation that stops you from being proactive and effective because that negativity stops you from seeing all of the good that genuinely is there. It's right in front of your face. Your eyes just can't see. Denial actually prevents you from being able to see the things that are right there. Nobody wants that. So when you cut off your own access to your own assets, what you have when you detach, stops you from being successful, but it also creates a negative energy within you because, again, if it's not positive energy, it's negative energy, and that, too, becomes contagious. When you tell yourself, you don't care. Well, yeah, you still do. It doesn't matter if you tell yourself you don't. The fact is it's going to affect your thoughts and your feelings when you cut yourself off. The the place where... I was staying, it's very, very horrible. Most of the representatives, most of the employees, they said, I don't care. It's not my problem. But you could see very clearly that their negativity was 
an indication of their pain. Some of them genuinely did have that detachment and they could look right at you and they almost looked happy that you were suffering and they would, they would play mind games with you. That's horrible. That's detrimental not only to the person that's being abused, right, the resident who's staying there reaching out for help, but everyone around them as well because that energy would be absorbed. It's very contagious. And so other people would then, by extension, be affected by that negativity. But again, the difference between being negative and being indifferent, at least negativity has some kind of activity internally. Those negative emotions are very powerful, but they're important. We're talking about fear or anxiety or anger. Yeah, we, we have those things to work with, to use and maximize, but we just need to know what to do with them, how to process them, how to channel that energy. Okay, so that comes back down to taking care of yourself first, okay, putting the mask on yourself. How do you take care of yourself to keep yourself into a high-quality state? Well, some different things I explain to people when it comes to staying centered. When I was in a dance class, my teacher, she never said, get your balance. Because when you started to lose your balance, if you didn't get yourself back straight up, you would fall over. That's just what gravity is. Well, she said, you're starting to lose it. You're starting to... To fall over, get yourself centered. She never said balanced. She always said centered. What that meant was your energy, your internal energy, the source of that power and that strength needed to be still. And it needed to come from the place inside of you that is the source, the, the true center of you internally. Well, you know what? Sometimes it's hard to be able to find, just find that center in the first place. Then to get everything in line with that so that it's stable and still so that everything else going on around you could be the absolute best it could be. Again, in a very limitless way, there's infinite ability and potential to do fabulous things. Okay, so... Sometimes when I talk to people about different problems, different struggles that we have throughout life, keeping ourselves in that connected and engaged energy, that mindset and approach, even if at this point it's negative, don't disconnect, don't detach, don't say you don't care because that's worse than having a negative emotion. So what are some common issues and struggles that people have? How about just staying focused? Yeah, the world that we live in, it's got a lot of distractions, a lot of very unimportant things that can actually do more damage simply because we never complete the task that we set out to do. So if we lose our focus, if we lose our... um, Uh, attention, if we lose what's going on internally for us, sometimes we just have to keep our eyes on a prize. If we have a specific goal, if we have something that we're focused on, 
then we have that motivation to succeed. And along the way, giving ourselves that reward for the work that we've done. The reward, when we hit a milestone and route to our final destination, it's very rewarding for us, not only in the practical sense of what we've done to confirm our success, but our mind and our heart are also telling us, absolutely, good job, keep going. This was the reward that you deserve, not only because of what you did, but because of what you are. Now, how do we even know where and when to give ourselves those those milestones and those rewards? Well, a lot of what I tell people is four milestones to a destination. Well, if it's kind of a, a high goal, it's a challenging aspiration that we have, sometimes four and roots, four rewards and roots, that's actually not, that's not enough. So then I tell people, we'll cut it in half. Go ahead and, and make it two actual goals, right? And have the four milestones and rewards for each one. Okay, well, then be honest about your personality. Sometimes that's not helpful enough either, but you need to be very honest about what is your goal and what could be rewarding you. It's absolutely critical that your rewards don't undermine your progress, right, and don't make you lose interest in your your ultimate focus. You have to keep your eyes on the prize, not just on the goals. Okay, so an example, again, would be losing 50 pounds. Okay, so for every 10 to 12 pounds that you lose, you can go ahead and reward yourself. Well, if it's going to take you two months to lose that much weight, okay, so then cut that in half. 25, how about every six pounds you go ahead? Well, it's very important, again, that the rewards that you have don't undermine the progress that you've made. Okay, well, how about another challenge? One of the things that even especially now because of COVID-19, loneliness, feeling lonely just because you are literally alone. Well, you know what? You have people in your life. You might not have ever thought of them as a support system because you've never had to see them that way, but you know that different people in your life have different kinds of support to offer you. Do you know what their best gifts are based on their personality? Different people have different ways to give you the love and support you need. Well, what kind of support? That's an important factor in reaching out for help. There's different kinds of support that you can have. There's physical, there's mental, there's emotional support. Okay, so if you're really taking an inventory of the people in your life, again, there's more joy in giving. If you can say to the people in your life, because you truly understand what they're capable of, you just say to them, I need your help. I need this kind of help. You're giving them the opportunity to feel that satisfaction and fulfillment. And then when they see you succeed, they can also say, wow, this is wonderful because who I am is making the world a better place. And then if you give them some kind of expression of that, say, hey, you know what? I'd like to help you out in some way too. That creates 
the foundation for a very high quality energy between you two. And again, when we're talking about energy being positive, you know that the good always conquers evil. Anything going on in your life that may be negative or harmful or destructive will be reduced or completely eliminated with that positive energy exchange. Okay, well, how about another challenge? Well, just negative thinking. It doesn't even necessarily have to be in an emotional way. Sometimes just our perspective, the way that we see things, the way that we process them, is inclined towards negativity, irritation, frustration, really not thinking that there's anything good here in this situation. We have to, we have to unload and complain about those things because they're so frustrating. Yeah, okay, well, what do we do about ne- negative thinking? How do we get it back towards positive? Well, for lack of any other better way to say it, we have to brainwash ourselves. How do we do that? How do we literally change our minds in that way? Well, a lot of people know it's a good idea, but they don't necessarily like it. That would be affirmations. When you hear yourself saying good things, when you hear yourself repeating those positive things, your brain just starts to believe it. It doesn't know what's true and what's not. That's why hypnosis works so well. People don't necessarily know even what they've been told. All they know is it got to a place in their mind where they 100% absolutely believe it's true. So they continue to do things in response to that belief system. So they, they could be seeing things that aren't even in front of them because their brain has been wired to think in a certain way. Well, you can go ahead and use that when you're talking about affirmations and you're talking about out loud. You're having dialogue with yourself. Out loud is a very important factor in those affirmations. Reading a page full of positive sentences isn't necessarily going to have the same effect as hearing yourself say It's very important that when you have a negative thought, you conquer that. You eliminate that negative thought by brainwashing yourself into positive thoughts. Okay? Well, then sometimes you just need a shot in the arm. Not even necessarily reward. You just need that little bit of extra energy, that motivation. Well, what what kind of situations would that be in? It could be when you are biochemically completely drained. It could be when you've had a bad experience and you can't quite mentally get around it. What if you have negativity in the people, in the situation in your life, and you feel so tired, you just want to give up? Giving yourself a shot in the arm is a very, very good thing if it keeps you going. Now, this is important to remember when you have different ways to take care of yourself, different ways to reward yourself, Don't undermine the other things that you're doing because, yeah, sometimes when we're doing good things for ourselves, with ourselves, by ourselves, we might not be able to keep in focus of what we're doing to ourselves long term. 
big picture. Yeah, there are times when you just need a shot in the arm right here, right now. That's why it's important to have a list of what those things would be before the situation presents itself. You need to do some real honest looking at what is good for you in your situation, in your life. What do you have access to? What can you afford to spend or invest or sacrifice in order to have those things that will pick you back up and help you keep going? You didn't necessarily earn it. You didn't necessarily, it didn't make sense, right, on paper. It's just a matter of this is what you need. If you think about the times in your life when those situations have occurred or what, based on your personality, you're likely to have to deal with before the situation, then you will make a good decision, a healthy decision in the moment where you might not otherwise have been able to do that. And it's very important for other people in your life to know about that as well because there are going to be times when you don't even necessarily know that you're down. Sometimes depression is that overwhelming. You can't even think about basic things like that. Well, yeah, then you know what? If other people in your life know that that's a way that you take care of yourself, then they can say to you, hey, you know what? I see that you have this need. I not only want to take care of you, but I know exactly what you want for yourself. So let me go ahead and get it for you. Let me share it with you, provide it to you. Yeah, I really care very much about you. People love to do that. And especially when they see, wow, that works really well. That, I can't believe how well that worked. And I'm impressed not only with how improved you have become, but how powerful it was. Sometimes there could be things in my life that could be that helpful for me. Hmm, maybe I should think about that too. Well, that's good because, again, that positive energy is very contagious. Okay. Well, managing negative reaction emotions, get to know your personality. And then there's going to be times when just having checklists, daily checklists, different personalities like checklists more than others. And there are going to be times when you're just going to lose your checklist before the day is over. But creating a habit, it's very, very important to remember that when you have checklists each day, you can have a particular skill or habit or accomplishment if you do something for 21 days in a row, it becomes a habit for you. That's really nice. Even if that particular activity is not true to your nature, your personality, you can still master a skill. You can have um, a goal, a project, keeping yourself the checklist going, okay, I really do want to take care of this. And this is keeping me focused without having to think. A lot of people like that, and they also like to help in that for someone else, that reward of sharing and giving. Taking care of yourself means that you have to be better when you're done. Your quality has to increase exponentially, not just in the way that you feel better, because sometimes 
people can actually do things to console themselves, um, to sedate themselves, but they don't really know how significantly they are affected by those things in a negative way. Make sure, again, you're honest with yourself. Maybe, maybe, maybe you want to forget about certain things. Well, too bad. Life won't let you. You have to remember these things. You have to acknowledge those things. You have to be honest with yourself. And that's going to be your biggest asset. Okay, now, keeping in mind that forgiving, okay, sometimes yourself, sometimes other people, when you have positive energy, you say, I'm over it. I'm going to forgive that particular person, that particular situation, and get my energy restored to positive. Forgiving does not mean forgetting. We do not have the ability to completely brainwash ourselves into eliminating something from our mind. We do have that that need to remember our information from our experiences. That's how our brain is wired. It literally takes all of the pieces from all of our experiences and all of the things that we're taught, not only from our personal experience, but from the things that we're told. And our body and our mind say, okay, let's put this to good use in some way. Well, that's why it's good if we have positive things. Well, sometimes we're going to have negative things. And in that situation, we have to be able to say, okay, we've got to put this experience to good practical use. And processing it and taking care of ourselves means that we can even remember the bad experiences, the negativity, and still say, I have positive feelings around what came to fruition as a result of that negative experience. And that would also mean that you can be positive around other people and that will again spread to the people in their lives by extension, the ripple effect, you are creating very powerful things in the world. Now, when you have those uh, lemons and you're making the lemonade, okay, not everyone wants to hear about it. Some people just do want to continue to be negative. And then you say, okay, I understand that you're being negative here. I'm not going to continue to be negative with you, I'm going to be positive. When you are ready to be positive and proactive and mindful with me, you can absolutely participate in what I'm doing. Well, sometimes then people will say, then I don't want to be around you. You say, okay, but I do still care about you, and I'm not going to say or do things that are going to damage you. Okay, well, that would be great if we could all do that. We're not all going to be able to do that all the time. But again, making sure that you are not indifferent. There are going to be times when you get upset because of those three negative reaction emotions. Okay, but being able to say, I'm going to still be engaged and connected to my feelings when I'm done going through that experience and those negative emotions, I will be able to say, this has been a good experience for you and for me, even when it's, I'm sorry, even when it's, I'm sorry once removed, I'm not really sorry, but I care about you as a person and I care about us, our synergy when we come together. I'm really surprised at how many people in the facility where I stayed 
in the different departments, many of the different departments and many of the different levels of the company, they genuinely said, I don't care. It's not my problem. Well, you know what? Then you're in denial because it is your problem. And on some level, you do care. The only way that you could say that is if you're completely detached. If you are indifferent, you have become toxic. That's the last thing people in that kind of facility need. Put what you learn to good, practical use. Appreciate what people in your life need. And as long as you're still connected mentally and emotionally, you still have the capacity to do and be good things. Working with people is always about your attitude. Denial doesn't help anyone. Ignoring the problem doesn't help anyone or anything. It's certainly not going to make the problem go away. When you know that you're capable of doing exponentially more good than bad, as long as you allow yourself to feel everything that you do, that will be easier for you to do. My name is Gabrielle Cardona. This is the power of synergy.